0: Hello, I'm Mr. Ed.
1: into the straight of the 200,
2: Desert Icon, on the quick back up goes for home. two links in front of Midnight Blue Preeta, turn and Har
0: 100 metres to go, still in front, punched out, Desert Icons clear and Desert Icon scored by a, link that a quarter Midnight Blue, Harmisian. and Andermatt's
2: got a big job to do doing the chasing wide out, Nassid going to Eduardo and the nine year old dashes to the lead and dashes clearly at the 175
0: Eduardo's well clear from a third ring. there's no Andermatt, but Guado at the succulent on to $2.80, goes on to win the Concord Stakes, beats a Thirling. So Mr.
2: Brightside steps it up, dials it up, and at the 300 metres, goes to the lead from Earlswood, who battles on a length away. Then Spanish Mission, and behind them, Inspirational Girl. They bump round the turn with Mr. Brightside at the 150. Pink for home, two and a half lengths in front of Spanish Mission, Inspirational Girl, but Mr. Brightside put paid to them, and it breaks clear, and Mr. Brightside, put at four length Inspirational Girl now mcdonald gets busy on zaki on the inside and they're two links clear from profondo zaki starting to go through his gears now the eight-year-old he put pay to nimbley aspart to the big one late but
0: it's zaki clearing the tramway and he goes back to back zaki by two and a half to aspart well listen to this
2: G'day, punters, and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Of course, this week we are reviewing Fiend Stakes Day at the Valley. It was also the Chelmsford Stakes and the Tramway up there in Sydney on a very wet and sodden track. Boys, we got up our first Racing Previews Multi, uh, Desert Icon into Mr. Brightside, into Eduardo. I think it was $15 initially, but you could have got over $20 to $1. If you bet with Bet365, the best company to do it. Little pat on the back, but we review it and then we move on.
3: Yeah, I wasn't smart enough to, to do the multi, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I went on Saturday and it was really good. I think that the track at Mooney Valley is pretty much the best to watch the races at in Australia. But much better than Flemington. The, the seating there is a lot better and a lot closer. It's more confined. Huge.
2: Did you say it was your first time... Going
3: to the Valley? Oh, yeah, yeah. Second ever time going to the Valley. It was really good.
2: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Huge. Good weekend. Yeah,
1: no, it was a a good Saturday. Started off nice and early, obviously, with our bet in the highway (laughs) getting up. J-Mac lifting the lads What turned into a big day. Um, I wasn't on track. Saved myself for this weekend. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, it was a good day it's amazing what can happen in one week I felt so flat last week and it took a lot to get off the canvas and get motivated about it again but 2.30 on Saturday nothing nothing could have changed my mood I was back I was back on cloud nine Yeah, and the, the yellow thing did it too yeah, the, the little yellow prick that yellow prick <laughs> is going uh, to be
2: the cover photo. Um, that's right.
1: Yeah, we can we can let him have the uh, the banner boy for one last time because it's his last win for the preparation. So he was good to us <laughs> he was good to us on Saturday and he served his purpose. That's all the, that's all, this all he This is do uh
2: do. the reason Nico wasn't at the races last weekend is because he was saving himself for this week, which is his birthday week and weekend. So wish him a happy birthday, get down to Flemington and look back <laughs> some winners.
1: Saturday,
2: all right, uh, I think we're just going to roll with a quick what's happening in racing. Obviously, we didn't do it on Thursday, and there's been a couple of developments uh, happen over the weekend and, and today, really, uh, Monday. So we'll get into it without further ado. Ah, what's happening? All right, so the three big developments happening over the weekend Flightline yesterday was the major one, running a time form figure of 143. Uh, he has stamped himself as the new world's best. So that was huge and it was awesome to watch. Uh, the second thing was the new uh, general manager uh, for racing at uh, Racing Victoria is Matt Welsh. So we'll speak to that as well. I think that's going to be good for the punters. And then the third thing was a bit of a sad development overnight. Uh, we had Corribus, the superstar, Godolphin Colt, unfortunately go down. Um, and he hasn't made it. So, three things. We'll talk about Flightline first. Will, you kind of knew this was going to be a 140-plus rating, just just from the visual. Talk us through it.
3: Oh, well, I just said it was going to be 140-plus because, like, he beat the Dubai World Cup winner by 20 lengths. Like, how often mm. do you see that happening? Um, you know, like... Like that—that's a pretty special horse, and you don't see that very often. And the best part was he—he he sort of—I f- I felt like he could have, the jockey could have pressed him a little bit earlier. He—he he, he sort of waited to settle the horse, and then and then press on. And and he just he just went away from him, and he and he did it sort of under hands and heels. He wasn't really asked for an effort late, so you'd imagine he he could go a bit better. And obviously, time form doesn't doesn't um factor in any any sort of other variables like uh, being um he's down uh, yeah he's down so like it's it, very exciting and, and you'd probably imagine that he that he could in a different scenario maybe get to 145 i don't think he will get to to frankel but if uh, frankel was 147 in the queen anne but um very exciting and i think i think the the amount of good horses at the moment is there are lot, there are a lot of good horses. Like we've got a hundred and forty-three um, flight line, a hundred and thirty-seven bayed. Uh, that, that Jackie's Warrior one is about 133,
1: um, a hundred and thirty-three. Our boy, the gold boy, the yeah, yeah, yeah. nature strip, <laughs> nature strip too, obviously. One thirty-three.
3: Yeah, um, and and there's heaps of other ones. Just about there's probably ten or twelve different horses at around that hundred thirty 130 to one hundred twenty-nine mark and. Very good racing at the moment. Very competitive. Too bad there's Um, too many races so they can't race each other.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was watching the race there yesterday morning um, and I thought he's actually done a fair bit of work to get to the position he was in and he was kind of like sitting outside lead in a position you probably don't really want to be. You either want to be tucked behind the leader or you want to be leading, finding the rail. So he was like sitting outside the lead it was kind of working, and then the jockey just took off at the 800, and I'm thinking, gee, he's gone a bit early here, country gummer. You know, he might be paddling late, but not at all. He just kept extending his margin, and yeah, definitely definitely one of the better performances I've ever seen. Nico, did you get the chance to watch it live or just a replay?
1: I did watch it while I was having breakfast yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a complete and utter sicko. <laughs> Turning in my phone there was like there's people all around me I had to put the music the volume down I just tried to watch it in peace I didn't even have to yeah it wasn't really cheering in the, in the end it didn't really matter because uh, on the bubbles didn't quite pull through for us for our yeah. multi that we took yeah. Um, but yeah no it was as you say it's you never get sick of good horses being good horses and yeah well pr- prayers that uh well, NS will win the Everest, but hopefully Animo or Zaki win the Cox plate and then we've got the succulent odds of three dollars twenty five for flight line <laughs> in the uh, in that breeders' cup race in the dollar sixty six. Yeah. So they're taking no risks. Yeah.
2: That yeah. dollar sixty
1: six come the day. we've sniped early, so prayers.
3: Yeah. Three sixty for the, the fifth best horse ever, so it's not, not like bad. Eight.
1: They weren't stuffing around. He's, yeah. he's into his right price. He should. Have, this is what the price he should have been yesterday after the win, but they're a little slow to move. Yeah.
2: Second item on the agenda is Matt Welsh has been um, appointed as the new general manager, executive general manager for racing. Uh, and then you've got David Hegan as the head of handicapping at Racing Victoria. I'm a big fan of this what are yep, your kind of good. thoughts um, obviously ex-pro punter Matt Welsh a lot of people don't really know that we see him on racing.com now uh, presenting form analyst and now he's moving into a, a more executive position at RV it can only be good for the punters
1: yeah well for for ages he's harped on about how the punters are hard done by this that mm. so you'd hope that uh now that he's got a chance to influence and, you know, re- rewrite the wrongs, I guess you could say, it's time for time for the punters to be looked after, I suppose. Yeah. We're the ones who fund the industry, so...
3: Mm. One of the main things is that... Because Matt Welsh loves his jump-outs, if you've ever watched Racing.com. yeah, And if you do form in Victoria, the jump-outs in Victoria are, like, as bad as you'll ever see like half the time like a pack like they're showing you the the um the the big tv instead of the actual horses running or sometimes like you're just looking at fog so hopefully um he can get them sort of organized in that respect and all they've got to do yeah just up to racing New south wales because their 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 out system is just just copy that
1: that's exactly what I was about to say. All they're going yeah. to do is just copy. Racing Victoria needs to become the same portal to find information on horses and watch jump-outs, trials, get all the data that you want, Like exactly like Racing New South Wales. That's all the Racing Vic website needs to be. Just copy that because it is perfect and it's so easy to use. Yeah. It's just a dream.
2: Yeah, agreed. Those jump-outs at the moment look like I don't look even like, bother watching him. They look like 2004, like... Uh, upload a video to YouTube... off your bloody... Filmed week. on... Nokia. Potato. <laughs> yeah. Filmed on a potato. Yeah, 100%. Um... And then obviously the last thing is a bit of a sad development. Um... Karibis, the... Oh, I don't even want to know how much he's worth. Um... Being a godolphin and cult, he was obviously going to stand at stud. He's gone down... In France last night. Um... Hopefully, this isn't a sign of, you know, good, like as soon as a good cult wins a group on for off and they're just going to retire it because these risks could possibly outweigh the rewards. That could be the thought process they think from now on going forward but with these things happening. But it is just a freak accident, so hopefully, not.
1: Yeah, well, he would have been worth a fortune. Yep. What are you thinking? I I don't know how much they're worth. Would he have been like a 30 thirty million dollar colt or not? Maybe well, not that much.
2: There's there's the sale price, but then there's also they come back season after season and on the daily roster, yeah, they're on the roster yeah. and they've who knows his, his service fee, fees. Yeah, his service fee might have been six figures. So let's yeah. say a hundred thousand dollars per foal.
1: and he covers a hundred. 160 meters or whatever they can cover yeah Mm. so
2: you don't need to be a genius to work out that yeah um shattering but um is that it Mm. there was also that other real 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 sad development
1: oh yeah the young kid with the young fella yeah
3: oh yeah I didn't see enough about of
1: that to talk about it
2: yeah, I don't really see enough about it, but I I just it briefly in a
1: Pony Race. Yeah. I briefly caught a little bit of it on um, on RSN today on the verdict. Yeah, that twat Matt Stewart was talking about it, <laughs> having his stupid opinion as always. But I don't know, it's it's one of those things. Unfortunately, accidents happen, but like you either want the Pony Racing as a pathway into racing or you don't you can't just pick and choose when you want to you know think it's a good idea just because an accident happens now doesn't mean that it's a bad idea
3: yeah it'd, you know in pony I mean? like, racing like it'd, it'd probably save so many more lives because it gives jockeys um, like experience. the opportunity to have experience mm. but yeah like but at the same time obviously things like this is going to happen and um obviously it's devastating but I don't know it's a a tough one
2: yeah it certainly is a tough one but they'll work through it and uh hopefully we we can think of um some solutions to to stop these types of things happening as much as we can right let's get into the review All righty, let's crack into the review. We go to race one at the Valley. It was a 1,500-meter handicap for the three-year-olds. Castilian got the job done. Mark Zara has gone out very, very fast here. Uh, (laughs) To be exact, it's 13.3 lengths above the old benchmark to the 600, so Um, low-flying. Exactly right. When I saw the Patrick Payne horse in front and Major Bill couldn't go early. He was fourth and fifth. I was thinking, what's going on here? I ended yeah. up having a small wager on Major Bill because you liked it, Will. What was kind of going through your head when we couldn't keep up
3: early? Yeah, well, I was on the way to Mooney Valley, and I was, like, it sort of flopped out, flopped out of the gates, and it couldn't keep up early, and I was wondering, like, what's going on? Why can't it keep up? Yeah. And the Castilians, like, five lengths in front of it after being a backmarker, and then the data's come through Monday morning. I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what you can do with this race because I've gone out so quickly. Like, they've come home, uh, I think it was 13 point... Yeah, the, the winner has come home the last 200, 13.8 lengths, uh, 13.8 seconds for the last 200 meters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that just sort of demonstrates how quick they've... Gone here, and like, I don't know. I don't, this is like, this is just a complete gut buster for the prep. I wouldn't want to take anything out of this. They're probably all going to be spelled. I, I heard um Adrian Bott was saying that they they're on dar- a derby prep for Major Bill but I don't know what they do after this because I guess he was he was good enough through the line, but like, he like this was so mm. so brutally run that um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't cook know. Cook I don't, yeah, I don't know what to do with these horses. Probably just bin them. They probably all go out for a
2: spell now anyway. Yeah, I looked up, um, I was watching the race, and I just thought, okay, we've got none now. And then once they got around the corner, I'm like, who's this horse flashing late again? And I'm like, it's Major <laughs> Bill, who's picked up picked up the bit yeah. and somehow ran second from what was, I don't know, not many horses obviously did this on the day. It was a leader bias kind of day.
3: Yeah, he was still still on the inside. I think, uh, and just talking about the the track on the day, um, I think the the furthest um, like positions wide on the track um, that a, that a winner came from was uh, over the last two hundred meters was four four lengths off the rail, so or four positions wide off the rail. I mean, so like that. So you only really wanted to be in a lane one to four on the day, and it, it was a distinct advantage to be. On the on on the on the rail on on the inside lanes, at least yeah, as we sort of predicted run. on uh, yeah as we sort of predicted on the um the the preview yeah hundred
2: percent Nico you and I didn't really have much of an opinion of this race prior did you have much of an opinion of it after
1: shitful race <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know I <laughs> I've, I've been flat out so I I've, I only really know what's happened in the races that I've uh I've had it collecting Yeah, where, where I've got some interest. But, yeah, no, nah, it's a shit race. Will's yeah, favorite, those fucking, those races.
2: Let's move on to race two. While, Nico, you put your mic a little bit closer to your mouth because you can't hear. <clears throat> race two was a 2,040-meter handicap. Uh, as Nico described it, it was the dirty Waller setup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was Desert was,
2: it was desert uh, Everyone icon loves the dirty Waller
1: setup when you're on the right side of it. Well,
2: it was slapping you in the face, mate.
3: <laughs> how? how I, don't, I don't think I've... I, I don't, you don't really see while the horse is being backed up too often, and when they do, they go well.
2: What? Why was this horse... Like, why was it not smashed in bedding as much as we kind of thought?
1: Because he doesn't stick his neck out. He's not a prolific winner. That's got to come into it. <laughs> the market doesn't care about that. I don't know. I just
3: think maybe hasn't really done enough to be sort of smashed like we thought. Like I don't know. I backed it late, so I don't really care. But um, <laughs> I got I got the drift. So um, in yeah, all fairness, he has
2: got the perfect run here. But- yeah,
3: he he got the complete PR. They went out even, and he and he sort of sat third, just one and a half lengths off the lead, yeah. and and he was in the perfect lane again perfect ride by Preble. um and he was on the backup so he was hard fit and pre to turn wasn't really in it he was the well supported second favorite um and mexican heights obviously dipped at the start i think and and he wasn't really in it at all um Har-Missian was a bit of an eye catcher but how much do you really want to be following harmisian and you want to midnight be following blue.
2: Midnight, blue, midnight blue don't you up yeah, to 2400
3: yeah yeah i was just about to talk about uh is it him or her i think it's a him um midnight blue um apparently still still a bit big in conditioning Mm -hmm. i heard and um like it it did have the sort of perfect run it was in uh lanes four and five so last 200 meters it did sort of get outside of the preferred range but but at the same time it was pretty much pretty much in the preferred range It, it didn't really make too much of a difference and I don't know. The, the camp's a bit. Um, I don't really like finding the camp too much at the moment. They're going not too good. Um, but it was a good ride, and and, and he ran a, ran on well for second. But I think I don't know. You don't really want to be taking anything out of these except the winner. But but uh, but then you don't then, even but, want to take him. Yeah, yeah but but know. then this again, he's race. just backed up. This was his race, but but still, yeah. I don't know. I don't really want to be taking anything out of this race. I don't do you know. Just if, to,
2: if, do you
1: just have to look through the form, guy, He doesn't win. He barely wins, let alone two in quick succession. So he's yeah. not a horse. He's had his birthday forward. here. We've got the yeah. cash
2: out of him. Um, I'm pretty happy, yeah, just to move on from this race. I do think we could follow Midnight Blue if he finds a suitable race at 2400 But Do you amazing. think to Turn
3: runs 2000 metres, like 2024? Uh, because they're sending him to the Metropolitan. Do you think yeah. he'll run 2400? I, I don't think he will, personally.
1: I don't know what the goal was, sending him straight to the sending front. Sending him forward. Mm. Yeah. That was stupid. Oh, as soon as Willow did oh, that, I was, like, well, I was no, like, oh, no, no, To no. be
3: fair, like, he's sort of, he's sort of obviously Willow's walked the track and he's thought, I've got to be on speed here. So he has given his horse every chance. Like, he, he wasn't going to win if he put it back in the field, so probably a yeah, good ride, the horse just wasn't
1: good enough. Uh, I don't know, he's never really been a go-forward lead horse. Oh, well, he's the never, thing is, they know lead. now.
2: They know now that if they yeah, do we'll, ride him again... Uh, oh. That they they won't be sending him forward because he be circumstantial didn't... probably.
1: Well, perfect. Yeah. Glad, glad I was the experiment.
2: All right, <laughs> 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 uh, let's go to race three, another race that I was surprised that this horse kind of didn't get smashed. Uh, it drifted heavily. dollars dollars
1: twenty baby.
2: Twelve hundred meters, three year old for the Colts and Geldings. Charlemagne was the map horse. He drew barrier three. He was always going to speed to the front um and he's just controlled the race here even kind of tempo uh what is he going he's only gone 2.8 above to the 600 he's come home 3.3 above so it's just the ultimate PR um, but he was a fit horse I think it was fourth up going to lead on a on a leader by state and we get the cash out of him
1: yeah it's been um, a good horse this preparation.
3: Yeah, he's won his race now bin him. He's probably... I don't think he'll win a race unless it's sort of against this, this crowd of horses again. Like, if, if he goes up in class, he's got
1: none. He's still doing a lot wrong from... What, oh, yeah, from no, what he's year. not.
3: He puts himself Well, hold on race. a second.
1: Let me explain a second. If you listen to Matt Laurie or, and Ben Mellon, he still does plenty wrong. Like, his racing manners uh, are so far from settled. Like, he still does a lot wrong in the run. He still is not, not relaxing properly and whatnot, so... Yeah, look, I don't know. He doesn't owe me anything else this preparation. Like, he's been a good horse. I've been on him at $5, $4.20 here. He should have won last start at $7 at about $3 a place. Like, he doesn't owe me anything this for the rest of this preparation, but I don't, I, I don't know if he's, like, going to be just a shit horse. Like, I think he's got potential if he goes on with it from here, but, yeah, I don't know. He, he can't have too much. Now. He's had four, that's his fourth run.
2: Yeah, he can't have too many more runs this prep, you wouldn't think. Um, There could be a couple of Guineas horses here. Do we want to talk to that a little bit? Mullane, Amenable, Sir Bailey. um, And there's one more that I want to
3: talk about after, which I think is like an enormous horse you want to follow.
1: I don't know if Mullane went that good, to be fair. I expected a lot more. He was three wide without cover. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he was... I still, th- I still thought he was entitled to give a bit more than he did. Like at the yeah. corner, he looked like he was a chance of running over the top of him, and he real, really turned it up. I reckon. Apparently there
3: was a there was a bit of a wind, a bit of a, a headwind into the uh, down the the side. I think so. Maybe yeah. that was a bit of an excuse, but but at the same time, like the way that the way I they were know. talking
1: this horse up before yeah. Saturday, like I got sent some mail through, and they, and they were half declaring this horse. So I was like. I was expecting a little bit more than that. Like, I know that it was hard to run on, but still, for a horse that's being spruced as a golden rose guineas, top one of the top seeds, would have thought he was going to go a little bit closer than what he did on Saturday.
3: Yeah, and the race hasn't gone particularly o- overly well. Like, I guess if you're, if you're taking horses out of this race, it's it's the horses that are, that are going towards 1,600 metres, but the horses that are sort of... 1,200-meter horses, um, you don't want to be following any of these. The race has just gone about bang on average for the class. Um, and, yeah, um, so I think Amenable was a huge run. He was he was held up, and he ran the fastest last 200 of the race here. I so, mean, uh, I think Amenable is just about... Um, Do you reckon that Amenable was just about the number one guinea seed off that effort?
2: I don't have a number one guinea seat at the moment, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, good I, just, point, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to yeah. be something from Sydney, doesn't there? I don't know, Yeah, probably They, they usually that, that, is.
3: Yeah, that golden mile thing, if that if that comes down, I think that's a a nice horse. And I think it's a big Personally, price in the guineas.
1: Yeah. Personally I think this whole seating rubbish chat is just ridiculous.
2: With the three year olds, is a little bit. With the it's a bit different.
1: They're so even. It's yeah. all going to come down to who's there to play on the day. Barrier draws, yep. like this. This conversation shits me every week. <laughs> it's just changing. Like we've got a new top seed. We've got a new top seed. Yeah, yeah. Just shut up. It doesn't give matter.
2: Us, give us the autumn sun back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. No, no, no. What do you want to talk about? Oh. Yeah.
3: No, give me a minute. Um, Sir Bailey was good going towards uh guineas and maybe a derby. And the other one I wanted to mention, who will be going around at a big price in two weeks for the the Caulfield uh, Guineas Prelude, is Sir Juggernaut. I thought he was enormous. Um, he was sort of chasing the whole way here, and the fastest six of the four, the fastest four of the two, um, in in like the widest lanes, just about the widest lanes of the of the day, and especially at this part of the day. Um, and he sort of petered out the last 200 meters, but I think. Sir Juggernaut has gone enormous and I think he will be... You get a decent price in the the Guineas prelude next start and I think he'll be a very, very, very good bet.
2: Salon there You'll obviously get a price as well given he's, he's not, back in the field.
1: Is he going to be good enough though?
3: I think he's good enough. I think he's, really, he's a really good horse. He's well bred. The camp's got some... Uh, for a small stable, they've got some actually a nice bred horses. My Yankee Rose is out of a Group Three winner, and I think so. Juggernaut's um, pretty well bred too. I think he's out of a a, 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 a mare from Dubai or something like that. Um, I, I think he's a he's a he's a really nice horse, and I'd be wanting to follow him over further. He's a big horse too. I think he he crabbed around the the bend as well. Uh, I'm really 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 keen to follow him.
2: Given the fact he's going to start twenties or thirties we're going to have to have something on yeah done all right let's go to the feature it was nice and early uh in the day given only a small field six went down to five when we learnt of the uh, unfortunate news that I forgot you will be outed um with a bit of a uh what was it was it a i don't know can't problem? remember what it was
3: I think it was suspensory. Was it suspensory? Yes, I think
2: it was suspensory in work. Yeah. So that's disappointing news. He was obviously... You know, he was going to be one of the horses of the spring that we were all looking forward to, but it wasn't to be. Mr. Brightside has stamped his authority and he's into the Cox Plate, but the, the story of this race is how farcically slow they've gone. Uh, for a 1,600-meter group two, they've gone six lengths below... Um, to, yeah below the average yeah, to the 600 and 14
3: lengths slower than the class
2: yeah wow so that's that's huge um, and Mr. Brightside has zipped home in really really good fractions he's run the fastest 4 to the 2 and 2 to the post of the day um, so he's still ran an overall figure of 6.6 uh, He's that's probably all he could do given the slow tempo um, yeah thoughts
3: yeah well he's he's run the last 600 meters in um pretty much 13 lengths faster than average um i think it's a we run a good time and put put a space on him like as he sort of should should have um but like um he's still going to need to improve to win a cox plate like i think he's oh, yeah. eight dollars or something in the futures and like nice. realistically he's a he's a Fifteen to 20s chance in a Cox Plate, you'd think. Like yep. okay, he's a good horse, but and I've also I've also half got a question on him um, up to two thousand meters. I think he's a good sixteen hundred meter horse. I'm not so sure about two thousand in a in a Cox Plate fast run, high pressure race. Say. Yeah, and and especially that, that they were half talking about the Caulfield Cup, which I think is just about no, no chance none. of. No, he wouldn't run twenty four hundred. Yeah.
2: Nico, this was your leg of the multi. Two dollars into a dollar sixty, so we got that right. What were your thoughts on the race?
1: Well, yeah, we'll just we'll just touch on a few things. I think obviously I did say on the preview that this was his race, if he was any good he'd come out and he'd win by two or three minimum and do it pretty easy. That he did. He got into the price that we thought he would. But I'm not like he's a stupid price. He's like I like he probably deserves to be around that maybe third pick, but I still don't think he's a better winning chance than a few of the other horses that we're gonna see this weekend and closer to the race. Like he's he's the here and now horse. Yes, he's gonna put himself up near enough to the speed, but Bit of recency it, bias. You listen to hmm, Jack sure. Dickens, and I think like, I'm, start, I'm happy to listen to him when he's got data-based opinions. When he's just talking shit, uh, he gets a bit off with the, he gets off on a tangent. But when he's talking data, like, what he was saying today, he thinks Mr. Brightside would have to find four or five lengths to beat Zaki. And I don't think he's got four or five links to find. So yeah. for me, he's not a winning chance in the Cox Plate. And there's yeah. a question mark for him to go to 2,000 metres in a fast-run race. So I don't, I don't think he's got four or five lengths improvement in him to be able to win a Plate against the big boys, but look, if you're the owners, he owes you nothing. He's earned you know, nearly two and a half million in prize money. They were loving it. He's taken you <laughs> on yeah, an absolute ride. Yeah, me, me, me and Ben were there at the races and
3: obviously yeah. Ben was working, but they were going like absolutely mental. Yeah, well, why they wouldn't were, you? Like, they how were good? belting out Mr. Brightside it was awesome
2: yeah it is awesome and it's going to be it's a great narrative he's a great horse for the spring carnival uh, yep. obviously he's been flattered here he's beaten inspirational Nothing. girl was, looked as fat as a house and she was a bit woolly in the coat yep. Ellswood has pulled up lame and then you've got Spanish Mission and Sound who are resuming stays. Um he's been massively flattered here but it's still a really really good performance uh, does he deserve to be seven or eight dollars in the cucks plate no N- no nope. he but- doesn't but that's just Futures betting. The good thing is we'll get to see him versus I'm Thunderstruck in an Underwood at Sandown, and, and that will tell
1: us a lot more. Hey, the the two big boys might be there for the Underwood, the way this rain's going.
2: Imagine that. We might have Every two awesome. coxpites this year. Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, 1,800 well, metres at this...
2: Sandown, Animo, Zaki, I'm yeah. Thunderstruck, Mr. Brightside.
1: Yeah, well, this market all changes on Saturday. When I'm Thunderstruck trots in, he'll go to third favourite.
2: Oof, early tip.
1: No, but these markets are stupid. Like Whoever wins yeah, the Maccabi this weekend will just, just go straight into third favourite.
2: Yeah, if Thunder wins this week, he'll be $6 or literally. like.
1: If he and that's, that is yeah. absolute lunacy because you'll get better than that on the day.
2: Yeah, because the market's at a... At 300% right now in the (laughs) (laughs) futures.
1: There's still enough value in Animo and Zaki because they will start shorter than their respective quotes. They've they've just got to get to the race. That's what you're banking on. Obviously, you know what happened with Zaki last year, but yeah, Uh, it's, it's hard to see one of those two not winning. The only other fly in the ointment for me is Western Empire, but he has to really start to show something. Like, if, yep. he, if he's not the same horse he was in WA, then he we'll needs the to be winning to this, week this week to be a cox plate. Yep. I'm going to make the statement.
2: Maccabre Dev will be very interesting to see uh, how they all fare this week, second up. All right, let's go to the McEwen. 1,000 metres, group two. This was a, a really nice race. Um, visually, when there was five of them across the track and it's the McEwen stake... McEwen Stakes and you've got fast horses you're thinking they're going really fast here but they weren't um, you might be able to talk to this a little bit more Will but you would have thought that this would have been a really really fast run race and produced a massive figure by the way that the visual has turned out it's still, it's still a good figure but they haven't actually travelled that fast to the 600 at all
3: yeah I think um I think uh, the way punting form does it, so obviously they do it, do it to the 600, um, mm. and that sort of takes away from. I, th- I think they went a lot quicker early really? than what it sort yeah, of okay. says. I think I think they went really, really, really quick early, and then um, who he was, was it? The uh, yeah, and then they sort of shut themselves and um, and then um, put put on the brakes a bit to the 600, and, and then try to take off again. Um, but yeah. I guess the race has gone well. Um Rothfire had the gun run and he and he won. Cool and Gadda's improved a little bit. Apparently she's grown a tiny bit but not much. Um the Inferno was good and, and the the other reason I sort of think that um that there was a big mid race slowdown was because the Inferno was able to get back into it. Yeah. Um, he was turned so off at one yeah, stage. Um I think I think he's going to be overbet next start because he was sort of um, gifted by it, the way the race slowed down and and he was still able to get a, a run through through the through the pack. He he was still on in in lane one at the four hundred meters. Semyon is obviously cactus. Um, he's no good away game. Um, she had the
2: the Yulong curse. Yeah. Let me just talk this for a yeah. second.
1: Sorry. Let's, I, I want to touch
2: on something here, after you. So, the Silks, first time. Tefane wears him. Gone, retirement. Away game wears him. Finishes out the back. Pulls up with a, a problem. Was it cardiac arrhythmia? I think so, yeah. Gone, retired. You've got Hungry Heart wearing the Yulong Silks at the moment. Completely in the chair. <laughs> Wilbur, you asked a couple of weeks ago... What have, what have we got against these colours? And <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I understand now. The stats just, are alarming. <laughs> can we just touch on something, though? Yeah. Like, it half serves them right. They, they, bought, they, they bought these horses to be mums, not fucking racehorses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to swear, but it does me. Like, why do you think they were being sold? Because they're at the end of their careers. So it serves you right for trying to squeeze a bit more lemon out of them. You bought them to make money from them being mums. Don't start trying to... To far
2: uh, understand it, but away game has still been pretty solid.
1: Yes, but now. they're ready to be mums, Benny. <laughs> Not racehorses anymore.
2: Yeah, well, they're going to go... Case in now. point. All right, let's talk to the race a little bit more. Cool and Gata started a $2.35 favourite. Um... Yeah, Will and I, wow. we were pretty hard against. Nico, you, you still thought it was too short. No, no, she we,
3: drifted. She, she started about 250, 280.
2: Oh, maybe 280 on the fair. There was no 250. Oh, there okay. was no 280 oh, yeah. on the corpse. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so she might have got out a little bit, but still to hold 6-4 to four in a market like this, full of decent 1,000-meter sprinters. I don't know. At the top of the straight, I was thinking, oh, no, I've got this wrong. She's going to sh- fly past Zeus but she just never did. Um. every possible and she's kind of she's kind of peaked on the run late she has actually she's either I don't know condition or maybe just not quite good enough
3: nah apparently she was there to go hmm. um yeah I don't know she's like this, the, she was up against older horses here um she, she's improved like she's run well she hasn't She's she ran better than I sort of thought she would um but, like, if she goes back to Philly's grade now, she'd probably be, she'd be short price favourite, and she probably deservedly should be. Um, but She's
2: still equal favourite in
1: Amoya. Like, can't have that. I'm just going to say something here. You swap her run with Rothfires, she wins the race.
3: Mm, I don't think so. I
2: don't
1: know. I'm pretty confident to say that.
2: We're we going to yeah, talk about Zoo so. Style missing the start, hunting up, doing a fair bit of work, and he's still been pretty brave.
1: This is the worst type of horse for Ollie to ride. Like, I love Ollie. He's the goat. Yeah. But him and f- leaders, it's no good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, Zoo Style yeah. only goes flat out one way, so that might not be too bad, because Ollie doesn't go the best on leaders. He's normally good if you can just sit behind, dictate, push out at the right time, but style half-missed it and then dug up. And I thought they were absolutely zipping. I thought, wow, they, they've absolutely got to stop. But it turns out they weren't going that fast. No, yeah.
2: they've only gone three above to the 600. Obviously, there was a big uh, mid-race slowdown. Well, that's what the visual will tell you anyway. It's still a pretty decent figure, 11.6. Rothfire, this was his first win since the run to the Rose. He looked like an absolute superstar a couple of years ago. Obviously, was a short-price favourite in the Golden Rose itself um, and then had that broke down. Um, serious injury. Obviously, had those bones that were taken out um, of his leg and Heathcote readily waves them around as a bit of a trophy. But it is good to see horses like like this getting back to something near their best. Yeah, it's good for racing. 100%.
3: Um, And one more horse... I wanted to talk about was in the Congo. It, it sort of it, like he d- he did go very bad. He went shit, but um, he was very very wide, and that wasn't where you wanted to be on the day. So um, if they if I take him to eleven hundred, Corfield or something like that, I could back him.
2: Yep. I'll be following Rothfire, and I could follow the Inferno up to twelve hundred if he finds a race around this level. Probably not Group 1 level, but 1,200 metre Group 2 level, I could possibly back him.
1: Yeah, well, depending where Cool and Gata goes... She's oh, going the Moya.
2: A... <sighs> I couldn't back her there.
1: No, I probably couldn't there. But, mm. you'd be a brave man to doubt Ma. So what happens...
2: What happens if she goes from a Moya and then she goes into, like, uh, a
1: Kool stud She should have like, just what gone... What course does she start? In a she should have just been... Well, they obviously have got a massive opinion of her and for Kieran to be throwing her in the deep end I obviously think she can handle it because she could have gone to the captain teams this weekend and won by seven but they chose to go last week to obviously have a spin around the valley to be that sort of prep but I I don't know it's a good good shout Benny I don't know where they go Hmm. not sure,
2: not sure
1: Move on. She's going to be very competitive wherever she goes. She's a good yep. horse. Yeah, she is. Uh,
2: 1,200 metres, three-year-old fillies was the Atlantic Jewel. And this was a jewel between two horses, Lady Laguna and Troach. Lady Laguna, uh, Ben Mallam only had one thing on his mind, and that was to lead. Kept pressing, pressing, pressing forward. Um, I think this horse was around... The, Five or six dollar mark when we kind of liked it on the podcast on the preview and it started three dollars eighty. Uh, has it just used up a little bit too much energy and been a little bit weak late?
3: Yeah, um, they the same sort of thing happened, um, as the last race. So, Lady Laguna, um, so from the 10 to the eight, it was she ran a 10.2. Then uh, Malam, once he got to the front, he shut himself because he realised he was going way too quick, and then he went 11.56, 12.2 to, so between the six and the four, and he tried to take off again and went 12.16. She just didn't have it in her. Um, she should have just sat LSL, and I think it would have been fine. I don't. I don't know why he he like he was so desperate for the lead. Like I know, I know the lead was. Um, Advantageous. Like yeah, advantageous, but like OSL would have been fine. I would have thought. Mm. I think I think she wins if she doesn't. If she doesn't. Um, if if she doesn't, if she isn't pushed and then slowed down so dramatically like that.
1: Hard to
2: swallow. It is a bit, isn't it? She's um, Lady Lagoon has run the ninth fastest last two hundred uh, of the race, so she's really felt the pinch late. Willow would have just been giggling to himself throughout the race. Um, Bellum wanted to wanted to lead, obviously, and he's just sat behind and gone you can have your lead. I'm just going to sit here and get the perfect run off you and present and put you to the sword. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a few unlucky runs here. I'm loving you and Mumbai Jewel. Forgive and forget. I don't know. This race is just average. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, not really sure where, the, where these horses go to next. they probably find a 1,400-meter race at Flemington. But
1: yep. We'll wait, wait until the form guy comes out and worry about it next time. Yeah, true.
2: Move on? Yep. Race yep. seven was the Chautauqua Stakes, 1,200 meters, and somehow Asar has pulled a rabbit out of the hat and won. Um, don't know meow. if anyone has backed this or well, some people have backed it because it's $31 into $20 and maybe it was the Mick Sharky followers.
1: You're sick. Absolutely really <laughs> sick if you've backed this off. Yeah.
2: It's got the absolute... You just couldn't.
1: You couldn't have backed it.
2: With stolen cash.
3: Everything went right. It was just sort of put in the right spot, and it just fell in. So
1: Even still, yep. when it was sitting there, I'm like, this horse <laughs> got to turn it up.
3: Yeah. It would just turn around or something. It had oh.
1: to run
2: to turn it up. It no,
1: but like... it's Asa. No, I was like, no, he has to turn it up. And I'm like, just no, do a new turn. no, no, no. <laughs> At the corner, I could see. I could see. I was like, no, he's going to turn it up. And then he just kept getting close to the line. I'm like, no, 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 Acer.
2: Yeah. There are so many forgive runs here because there are a lot of get-backs run on sprinters on a day where it just hasn't suited. Um, I don't know. The, the format of this race is just going to be...
1: You can't really... Just,
2: just forget. Calypso rain was huge.
1: The whole meeting is going to be a bit like this, though.
2: Yeah. Corner Pocket did what Corner Pocket does, and he ran a honest race you'd want just to follow
1: quarter
3: po- corner pocket i think like he went really quick for him over 1200 meters and yeah. he's a 1400 meters horse so it, when he when he gets to caulfield over 1400 meters and he, and he can just sort of control a, a race a smallish field and just control it i think he'd be a good bet there
1: they went they were zipping early rangers could not keep up He's probably just come to the end of it, now. He's had a good preparation.
2: Yeah. All right, let's go to the eighth. It was 1,600-meter handicap. This was actually the punting form highest-rated race of the day at the Valley. Military expert made every post a winner, has posted a figure of 12.8 above. Um, And it's a pretty slick performance. It's run 1,600 meters out, fit horse. If I... If we could have changed our bets halfway through a card, then <laughs> this is probably one where you go, maybe we shouldn't be with Uncle Bryn, but um, Uncle Bryn has still run really well against the pattern. Um, he will have the SP anchor there starting $2.50 here, but is this is- not a balls-up, the fact that this horse didn't go to the heavily? 1,700 metres last week, uh, the race went was fast run race last week and horses were making ground at Caulfield instead they've come to the valley on a day where it's leader bias rails and run and he's tried to you know come around them it's just frustrating we took $15 last week I think it would have been a great bet I think he would have started $6 last week and been a massive shout what a camp
1: I'm starting to get sick of this horse Oh, oh, like, I'm it's seriously... A complete, it's a
2: complete forgive here.
1: Yes, but Benny's SP profile is too high. We're not going to keep... He's going like, to be, like, sub $3 again. You can't keep backing these horses at these prices.
2: We got $15 last week.
1: Oh, yeah? And how did that go? <laughs> Didn't run. That's it doesn't matter. Fault. May as well have been 100 to 1.
2: Well, maybe we should train the horse. <laughs> we yeah, we've got a better job.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be running these silly races, that's for sure
2: anyway credit where credit is due military expert uh was a really nice win i'm not sure where to next for it but even really? if it was
3: i think it's a uh, the race is rated really well
1: this horse do doesn't no, run a seen. strong 1600 oh. i thought oh, it was okay. good <laughs> oh right i thought
3: i thought you were saying like i don't know where it goes next
2: no, no i'm saying i don't know where it goes next is in i am genuinely not sure what race oh right. target, but it was okay. a great performance
3: yeah i think it's a group three Group two sort of horse, I think it's really, really good. It was suited by the race, um, uh, race yeah. pace, and it was given a really, really good ride. But yeah. I think like it's gone really well. Hundred well, percent. Do they go yeah, back well, to?
1: We'll see. We'll see. Here? We'll see how yeah, good it is here. in a mile race when someone wants to keep it honest. That's what it was question mark at the distance and just gets left alone to dictate. No one shows any initiative. Just lets Jamie have a bloody picnic in front. What do you think is going to happen? Well, that's what oh, happened.
2: Um, does, me. Really does me. Absolutely does <laughs> me. The last. Oh, wait. Can uh, I talk about
3: little, one, one more thing in that race? Yeah. Um, uh, shot of Irish went really well, I think. <sighs> and it was out wide. He's going to be Old third up next Irish. start. And I think they'll send it forward. It has a history of being an on-pacer. And it has, in the last two races, it's, it's sort of been shuffled back in the field. And, and especially um, this start, was, it was wide and not really where you wanted to be. Um, in the last, in in the straight. So I think Shot of Irish can be followed and Uncle Bryn as well and obviously the winner. I think those three are the horses that can be winning um, in
2: the the coming starts. Sweet. 1600 metre benchmark 78 was race nine on the day. It was taken out by the famous combination P.G. Moody and Al Nolan. Barrier one. So again, another horse um Kind of on the fence and then, then he's popped out Luke Nolan really good ride uh, don't really have too much to say about this race I think the fact that do you reckon a horse that I was kind of kicking up for a little bit in the preview kind of shows how much of an advantage it was to be up and in um, this is a horse who was real suspect at the mile and it's only been beaten by a length at $26 Drunk I got 31's
1: crying did back it each way
2: yeah I had a, <laughs> I had a little something on as well I would have been filthier for this one and, and it was the, the thing that <laughs> didn't give us the quaddy because we took it out when I was sticking up for it um,
1: what happened there can we address that issue what why was it left out of the quaddy not that it matters but
2: well because oh, I talked him out of it we all said it doesn't run 1600 meters and I looked at the form guide and I went yeah it doesn't run 1600 meters but oh, oh, <laughs> that is never happening lucky. again,
1: you blokes. so, you, so this is happening behind it had, it my back.
2: We've broken a rule. No, no, it happened on the, it happened on the podcast. I, I agreed with him on recording.
1: It was it, It's on my piece of paper.
3: The number. Well, you obviously didn't hear us talk about taking it off,
1: you blokes. Listen to no, the podcast again. No, no, taking it off.
2: Oh, no, if it's on my
1: piece of paper. <laughs> it's in the quaddy.
2: I agree. All right, we're we're, we're blabbing on a bit. Let's go to Sydney, uh, Opal Ridge. We'll just touch on a couple of the main races. Eleven forty a.m. Winner, how good! Class 3, twelve hundred. The one and only Jay McDonald has given us a peach. The leader kicked, and it looked like um, looked like for a couple of strides we might not have picked it up, but he's uh, she she's responded really well. Um, real heavy track. There's going to be not sure what to take out of the form um, everything on this day game. yeah they've sat one two uh, so one two three and run have ran one two three and that was the theme for the whole day this is a nice performance not how not sure how good the horse is um, but you know good win that's all I would to say Nico
1: you've covered everything
2: all right what we go to next race three. Hmm, race four, or should we just go straight to Eduardo?
1: This little prick.
2: Let's talk about Eduardo. Let's talk about the betting first. <laughs> the
3: weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah. Why, I can understand why? the fact that Animat had some good stats first up and on a heavy track, but we're talking about one of the best sprinters in the world, Eduardo. He flies fresh, he flies on a wet track, and the conditions were in his favour in terms of it was massive leader bias. He started two dollars seventy. I know I know some people who got three dollars boosted. So three dollars means the market gave it thirty three percent chance of winning. Obviously two seventy would be a little bit more, it'd be higher thirties, but this is outrageous. This is an 118 rated horse who was only giving them 3 to 4 kilos. 60 and a half. He was really, really well weighted. And he's put him to the sword. Um, overall figure, 12.6 above, so really, really good going. They haven't gone fast to the 600, but he's done all he can. Heavy 10. Move on. Um, and can, mostly, just, yeah, can Yeah, talk
3: about on. this, I thing so adam blanco wrote this um on uh, racing racing sports so eduardo has produced a a seventh performance rated 120 or better in a triumph over um yeah whatever so seventh time seventh time ever rating over 120 time form yeah um so andermatt was back to beat him despite just two ratings over 110 and and the track was playing favor- favorably to Eduardo, so like I, it just I just doesn't make sense. I don't know how it happened or why it happened. Obviously, the robots don't really care about um, track conditions or anything like that. But like at the same time, I just I just don't understand it.
1: I got enough out of him, <laughs> but I didn't go again because I heard pre race Joe. They were interviewing Joe Pride. And he goes, well, maybe something's wrong with Eduardo. He goes, maybe someone knows something that I don't, because he goes, I don't understand what's going on.
2: White noise, you just got to block like it out again. That care.
1: was that was the only thing that stopped me from going again. I'd already had enough on, yeah. with a few doubles and stuff. But I thought, shit, maybe someone does know something that I don't, that we don't. But you would never, you were never worried. The wrong.
2: This horse needs some more respect on his name. I've got to say it. Like
1: He's a flat-track bully. Oh, he looks, come on, Nico. He Without looks Nature
3: Strip, he's probably one ham... Two...
1: Two Everests. Is he
2: the second-best sprinter in the world, officially? Yeah. on yeah. On uh, yeah. time I form I think so, and yeah. On mm. ratings, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, hey, look, he's a good horse, but he's always going to be a Nature Strip shadow. Suppose,
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Is, these
1: are his races to win though. He only run he only wins over a 1, thousand and eleven hundred. He doesn't see a strong twelve against the big boys.
2: Yeah. Well I still think I still think it'll be a good race if, if Edw if Nature Strip does go to the shorts, eleven hundred metres, and Eduardo's had the run under the belt, possibly a wet track. That'll be a race.
1: I'd back don't Eduardo. Don't start don't start talking shit. I'd back. What
2: no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'd do yet. But you know, it, w- it would be a good race. You can't say it wouldn't be. Every time they've ran first up against each other, the last few preps, there hasn't been much in it.
1: It's gonna be a good race, but you got you got your cash out of Eduardo. So if you don't, if you stick with him next start, you're not allowed to come back to the <laughs> champions table. Don't care what anyone says. You can stay that little yellow fan. <laughs> <laughs> don't just pick and choose when you want to come play with the champ. You're oh. in or you're out.
2: Unlike, oh. unlike you, Nico, Will and I don't bet with emotion. We bet with our heads. And there's no emotion. <laughs> I bet in.
1: with my head on Saturday. <laughs> it took Good a day. lot for me to back him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hateful horse.
2: Better the day, punters. He was my best of the day, and he's duly saluted. Good stuff. Uh, do we want to talk about The Furious? I didn't really watch this race. I was running around at work. Um, I, oh, I no, I don't want to talk about this.
1: We don't really need to... Just talk uh. about Zaki in the Chelmsford. Or the tramway, sorry, and that's it. Don't worry about talking about the rest of the junk.
2: Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's go to Zaki. Um, really, really good performance. It's, visually, it looked like he was under a bit of pressure, but I think J-Mac was kind of just being kind to him, heavy 10... And then when Nimoli strode up beside him, he thought, all right, I've actually got to get a little bit serious here. Gave him a couple of cracks of the whip. He has sprinted away to win by just under two lengths. Ice Bath has run home really well. Um, huge run, to be honest, against the bias. But Zaki has produced a figure of 12.8 above first up. A lot of people were saying it's his best ever first up run. So he's clearly flying. Um, and JMAC has a serious. Conundrum on his hands to choose this horse or Animo, um, when they clash, he'd, he'd probably have Animo just in front. But it's very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, no, he's um, good to see him back. Anyway, need yeah. need horses like him to be around, especially with a few fallen by the wayside. So, yeah, I think people are pretty quick to pen him. Yeah. He's well, still that... the best weight for age Horse in Australia until someone takes that mantle off him. I don't care yeah. what anyone says.
2: No, I agree. Nico, we got this race pretty spot on. Uh, Zaki was the winner. You said if Zaki does scratch, you want to back Ice Bath. She runs a huge race and runs second. We said Profondo has none on a wet track, and he runs fourth. Um, <laughs> I was half
1: hoping that Zaki did scratch and come to Melbourne. Because I got a $8. Price. I got $8 ice bath in the morning. Did that back wasn't it all each, in. did so it back could, it each way. So what price? So she started $4.40 or something, $4.20. Yeah, so, she was absolutely smashed.
2: So Zaki actually probably starts with a 2 dollars dollars
1: Yeah. Um, I was spilling anyway. this. Didn't take a bit of 3 bucks to place. And I didn't get the exact on. The exact paid $6.00. anyway... Yeah, I was only really barracking for Zaki so
2: the champ's back and big chance he'll be racing Animo next week in the George main I don't Uh, think I don't think I don't know if that's going to happen to be fair because of the wet tracks
1: no it's next week the George rider George main George main sorry yeah I don't think I don't think Zaki will be there between me and you hmm They'll I'm have the to give him some adult. time. This that would have that he'll know that he's had a run. Yeah. He won't. They won't. It's all white noise. They, oh, they want him to clash this, that, the rest, and that. You really think you really think they're gonna clash before the Cox play? You're probably pretty silly, I reckon. Yeah, they might
2: Both might.
1: connections are gonna to want to give J Mac as much time as possible to sell it's themselves. Yep. sell themselves to making sure that J Maxon he's the best jockey in the world he's the best jockey in our country he's going to have territory. a one hard choice I don't think it's as split as what people think I don't think it's as easy as saying oh well, Animo's a new kid on the block off he goes
2: no it's not you, all you have to do is look at the Queen Elizabeth yeah on that bottomless track and Zaki got through it and Animo didn't who knows what the conditions are going to be like at the Valley but well, for that's, now that's, Zaki that's one still thing. is the wait for age star
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. But, like, is also going to put himself in the run. Like, I know Animo sat where he did last start, but that's not his usual racing pattern, and I still don't think as they get further out in trip, that he's going to be just behind the leaders. Yeah. Like, they're not going to ride him out of pattern. That's the thing what a lot of people forget. Yes, Animo might have taken that step, but he's also going to take that bigger step come the Cox plate. Yes, he was beaten and he was unlucky last year in a Cox plate, but he also had 49.5 kilos on his back. He's got to come play with the big boys now. so He still has a task in front of him. It's not as clear cutters saying, oh, yeah, he's back, he's better, blah, blah, blah. Very true. Uh,
2: as long as he wins next week in the George main, because he's, he's leg two. Once Thunderstruck wins this week, he's leg two of our little spring multi, and I think we've secured $2.50, which will be overs if Zaki doesn't go there.
1: Sorry. It must be $1.50. Let's go.
2: Chelmsford Stakes, group two, 1,600 metres. And this continued the theme of the day that you need to be on. You need to be in lane one. You need to be up the front somewhere, not copying the kickback in your face. And Knight's Order was that. Uh, this horse, what does he want? A Sydney Cup? Yeah, Brisbane um, Cup. Brisbane Cup. And he's winning first up at 1,600 metres.
3: This is embarrassing that this horse is winning... Yeah, it 1600 is. meter group twos like it seriously really like what the fuck is going on fix your tracks <laughs> seriously
1: the tracks aren't the, are the problem bro what do you mean
3: <laughs> just put another 5mm on the, the
1: golden bird we'll fix everything how funny would it be if they all just boycott and come to Melbourne? There was nothing better this morning oh. than when Waller said that he's starting to train his horse's Melbourne way to prepare for coming to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing, seen, nothing you Nothing would be better than just a real have you seen the finger to PVL. Have you
2: seen you the know, noms in the Maccabre Diva?
1: I've heard about Fangirl and Hinged. He's nommed, yeah,
2: Fangirl and Hinged. Fangirl's into $6 second elect for the Maccabre Diva hopefully they come that would be huge like this Makai Bedeva could all of a sudden go from kind uh, of average race to proper weight for age 1600 meter group one
3: Fango was enormous first up too oh
2: yeah 100% um, anything else on this race there's not really much to say nah, is there skip it just giving a perfect this race is ride, embarrassing. even sections alright we're skipping it then I don't know how much yep. else there is to talk about on the day was there anything out wide or do you want to do you want to touch on races nine and ten anything from around the country pretty quiet from outside melbourne and sydney no. yeah that's about it pretty much i think sweet so that's about it um obviously this week we've got lots and lots of good racing we'll be at flemington uh, group one macabre diva we've also got Imperatriz, the smart Tiaki Um she's stepping up to 1400 metres and she could be coming up against Dragon Leap going back to New Zealand. Ooh. And oh, who's the other horse? Le Creek. 1400 metres first up. So, that is a proper New Zealand group one. Yeah, that's a good race. Looking forward to it.
1: Doesn't matter. I'll run it for a second. Yeah, <laughs> she, she would be hard to beat. We'll be We'll be launching on track. (laughs)
2: All right, I think that's just about us. That wraps us up. Uh, This podcast has been sponsored by our friends at Wear the Punt and finally got a winner today from Henry Tolton, our good mate Champagne Henny. He tipped me Pink Panther in the last Bin, so he gets the song.
1: Did you back Uh, it?
2: No, I didn't even back it. I wasn't even looking at the race to say, hard at work. So... I'm going to not only give him the song, I'm also going to give him the beanie. So, Will Barbs, he's getting a beanie. No, not a beanie, a hat. He's getting to wear the punt hat, and he's getting the song. His song is The Boys Light Up by Australian Call. See you guys Thursday, and take care of yourselves. Good luck in the punt doing that. Cheers. See ya. See ya.